0: Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required.
1: If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. But what are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And the new season streaming March 15th.
2: Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice.
0: An iHeartRadio podcast. Welcome to the most dramatic podcast ever. I am Chris Harrison, alongside Lauren Zima, coming to you from the home office in Austin, Texas. It is good to be back home, even though it's a little rainy and stormy down here in Central Texas. Yeah, we're Central Texas. And uh, Did you
1: just forget where we live? <laughs> I was
0: thinking, well, I was trying to think where Austin was. Babe,
1: I'm the directionally challenged one, not you. Look,
0: I grew up in North Texas, so, you know, I, I think... North Texas, Dallas, Fort Worth, and then, yeah, we're Central Texas. You know Texas. what I
1: realized living here? What's that? It, this is going to sound dumb. Texas is big. <laughs>
0: like, if, you've, <laughs> if you've ever had to drive, which I have, I drove to California, and you, or you'll drive out to the Panhandle to go to Lubbock or out there. to I did some work out there back when I was a teenager. It's, it's a day.
1: I mean, Texas is like its own country. Like you've, I remember, cause your brother lives down in South Padre where right. I've never been. And we talk about visiting him and you're like, well, yeah, we could drive. But, you know, from some places, South Padre is like an eight hour drive. And I was like, an eight hour drive. And you're like, yeah. And you're in Texas the whole time.
0: We used to drive down from Dallas to South Padre. That was like our beach. Um, and it's a 12 hour drive from there.
1: It's a 12 hour <laughs> drive from there. Yeah. The- I, you, you you can traverse multiple states in that. I used to live in Chicago, drive on school breaks to Mizzou, University of Missouri, and that was like a seven-hour drive. In
0: the same amount of time, my guess is you could, if you started on the Red River, the, the border of Oklahoma and Texas, and you if you went 12 hours north, you could probably go through four states.
1: Okay, well, we're really getting, I mean, you know, the, the traversing of Texas so, is very personal, but I just... It, what's funny is you've just come back from San Diego, which was only a two-hour flight. That's one thing I love about living in Austin. Everything's a two-hour flight from here. So you just got home. I
0: did. I was out hours there doing uh, some great stuff with Callaway Golf. Uh, my friends over there at Callaway, who I've been working with and have supported for 10 years and vice versa. So we uh, did a little fun little project you'll see coming up probably in a, a month or so, but uh, also hit some golf balls.
1: And oh, well, that was the cutest part. He's going to do this thing with Callaway. And you kind of buried the lead, as we say. He tells me as he's about to leave to go to the airport, well, and 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 they're going to fit me for new clubs. And I was like, babe, at this point with my little sports awareness, but five years in, even I know that's a big deal. And that's very exciting It's for called
0: you. knowing your audience. There's just certain things I'm not going to bore you with.
1: I'm excited for you about that. <laughs> it was
0: a good day for me.
1: I Listen, it's very different to like watch you play five holes of golf than it is for you to just tell me I'm getting fitted for new clubs. And I know you're going to love that. And I'll be very excited for you for that. And I, I appreciate
0: it. Thanks for being happy for me. Well, and
1: I'm glad you're home because I right now I'm on I'm on five hours of sleep. <laughs> I probably sound like it. I cannot sleep when you're not home. I don't know why this is now the case because for sure when we first moved to Austin, I was scared if you were gone. I just was. Like we're in this new house in a new neighborhood. I know I don't have a reason to be. Just I new mean,
0: noises, new things, yeah.
1: Well, and honestly, when you're a woman, typically you're kind of raised to be afraid, frankly. I mean, you're. I grew up in Chicago. Chicago has very dangerous parts. You're raised to be afraid of all sorts of different things. And when I'm alone in this new house, I also read a study that, biologically, like, you know how sometimes you'll say it's so hard to sleep in a new place the first night?
0: Right. That's, that's
1: actually a thing for everyone. Your defense mechanism kicking in. Yes. You as a human, it's your your biology saying, wait, what are potential new threats here? It's like you almost go into survival mode. You right. don't know the terrors of this place. <laughs> but I now know the terrors of our home. I'm familiar. We've lived here for, I've been here like seven, eight months full time now. And for some reason, I still... I mean, I actually, it's weird. It bothers me a little bit to say this out loud because I consider myself a very independent person. But I have become, I shouldn't feel bad saying this. In many ways, it's a good thing. I have become dependent on you. I think I just don't sleep well when you're not with me. And I was up till four in the morning, not scared, just like laying in bed, trying to sleep and couldn't.
0: I always feel bad when I wake up on the road and I'll go to Instagram and I will immediately see content from you. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh no. I'm
1: like, everyone, it's two in the morning and I'm looking at wedding potential wedding color palettes because I can't... Sleep.
0: I did like your take on wedding font and I don't know, you're right. Very observant even at three or four in the morning whenever you were looking at that, why everybody's using the same you font You guys, there's right this now. one
1: wedding font. I looked it up. I think it's called, I might be getting this wrong, Ballista or something. Okay. And it was making me go, insert pun here, ballistic. I would like, why is this wedding font the wedding font? It's on the welcome signs. It's on the menus. And... For some reason, it's become the font. No shade to the font, but we will not be using that font. I'm, I think it's overused.
0: Uh, but yeah, and, and by the way, luckily I avoided the uh, the big ground stop because I flew Southwest to go direct to uh, out to San Diego. Oh, this
1: was wild. They they grounded the FAA, grounded all Southwest airplanes as if they needed another. Had to, by
0: the way, it had to be a computer hack. It's they they never really came out and said, but it felt like someone hacked the system. They got it fixed. Right. Your spidey sense is
1: going up. You're thinking, why would the FAA ground an an entire, not in a city, nationwide, all Southwest. By the way,
0: let me just give a shout out because no one gives a shout out when things go well on time. Everybody was lovely, laughed with the flight attendants, had a great time.
1: Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. Because I will say you you don't always love a Southwest. I don't.
0: It's not my thing. This was just the most convenient flight and it worked perfectly. So not the biggest fan. It feels like I'm getting on a bus with a lot of people. And you know, that's not my favorite thing, but in this, these are both packed. He
1: doesn't like not having a seat. He likes to know where his seat right. is and get to his I seat. I like
0: order. You know, that's I like really order. That's really what it's about. I know. It's, yeah. it's,
1: it's, it's, that's the only thing. We've actually spl- flown Spirit together before because we could only, we had to go to this wedding in Kansas City and the only nonstop flight was Spirit. We'd really never flown it, but we flew it. And you said you liked Spirit better than Southwest because Here's you had an assigned seat.
0: You, you've assigned me a number anyway. I'm, Right, a, you're A12. Right. So you've already given me a number. Is it such a reach to just make that number a seat that I, I sit in?
1: I don't know why that's a thing. I don't think it makes it more efficient. I would be interested to know if their boarding times are longer. They, they must be without people having seats.
0: I, I get where it came from back in the day. And that, you know, they started in Dallas and out of Love Field, and it was a cheaper, more affordable airline and that, that whole thing. It really was it like, it really was like seat. the Greyhound of the sky.
1: But what makes it cheaper to not? have I think there
0: was just no premium, no, nothing. Everybody's no, no, e- no, but I'm
1: asking, why is it, why, what makes it more cost efficient to not have assigned seats Nothing from either side? Like, why does it make your t- ticket cheaper and why does it save them money? I don't but get But then
0: it. we should be careful what we asked for. Then they're going to start selling seats and then it's, The first five rows are worth this. Oh,
1: I get, sorry, I'm an idiot. It's because there isn't a first class and all that. There's no premium. Sorry, I should have thought about that. But I do think what happens on a Southwest flight because of that system, I think it creates more tension from the start. Because everybody is like clamoring to find their spot in line, clamoring to find a seat. There, people are saving seats for people, and people are worried: are they going to have overhead bin space? Are they going to get a middle? It's like I, I do find myself. I don't mind. I've, I, I fl- just flew Southwest a few weeks ago, but it's. I do find myself. I'm kind of more tense from the beginning you get in a Southwest. Sitting, sitting there,
0: right? Just getting in line today, and you know, people are walking up. What number are you? What number are you? And I'm just. It's just. There's got to be. I, but it's not, there's got to be a better way. There is a better way. We figured it out. There are seats.
1: Well, this brings us to our first dramatic headline of the week, actually. Um, I mean, we sound like dweebs, but I, we could talk about air, airline etiquette and our thoughts on air, air travel. I spent the
0: majority of the last 20 years on airplanes, so yes. I'm, this is, I'm well-versed on if this. If you
1: guys ever see, I've told him before he should take to Instagram and do a how I travel. This man is the most efficient Traveler. I mean, think about it. For the shows, for 20 years, he's been to how many countries? You've lost track of how many countries you've been to, how many layovers, international flights, national flights, overnight flights. He is such a good, efficient traveler. It's, it's shocking.
0: I feel like I could be an airport employee. Like Airports could hire me, a consultant, if you will. An airport consultant. I will come in and lay... It's like when someone lays out your kitchen for you. You want that perfect triangle and this is there. I could do that at airports. I could make them so efficient.
1: And you've probably seen... Actually, I've never asked you this. You've probably seen a lot on planes. What is Uh, one of the weirder or most trouble-causing incidents you've ever seen on a plane?
0: Well, the, the scariest and weirdest was when we were in China and we were flying out and we had shot all night. Everybody was exhausted and we finally crawled on this airplane. It was one of those double-decker airplanes. We were leaving the country. And so we somehow, we kind of had the whole top deck. It was all bachelor people, producers. And a lot of people popped Ambien's and everybody was just ready to crash. Oh, because
1: they're exhausted. We they are like, exhausted. You've been filming. They just wanted to sleep.
0: We finally got in. We took off. Everybody lays their seat back. Everybody's asleep. I wake up. What felt Everybody's like, on
1: Ambien. <laughs> I
0: felt like days later, I wake up and I, and I kind of look out the window and I see trees. And it just jars me awake. It just quickly, one and one didn't equal two. And I'm like, why am I seeing trees out the window? We've been flying for quite some time. And I hear the person on the loudspeaker talking, the flight attendant, the pilot, whoever it is. We are returning back to the airport. Something's wrong with the landing gear. It was just, all of it was so weird. Long story short, we had to get off the plane we land. It was this abrupt landing. You never landing. want
1: to hear that something's wrong with the landing gear. <laughs> it was <laughs> like,
0: we're going to do a flyby. I thought it, maybe it was a bomb scare because it was just really sketchy the way they were doing it and the way he kind of threw it down on the runway. And we had to carry, literally carry people off the plane because everyone was kind of drugged up and half Ambien stoned. And we were like carrying people, pouring them into the lounge. The Ambien
1: had been kicking in. Oh yeah. You're like, like, I'll put my arm around you. I'll carry it. (laughs) And
0: everybody was pretty, you know, again, pro tip, don't pop an Ambien when you're sitting there on the runway, make sure you're in the air.
1: You guys look at the tips, make sure you're well into the air before you take the sleeping pill.
0: And so everybody was smart and they did that, but we still turned around.
1: Wow. Well, truly, I I really do think you should take to the gram and reveal some of your tips. But uh, this gets us to our first dramatic headline of the week. We actually have two airplane stories. The umbrella drama is drama on airplanes, which, I mean, sure, I feel like we see it all the time. But this one made headlines like I was seeing it all over. I'm just calling it baby popcorn. (laughs) And basically what happened is this uh, United flight. They're passing out popcorn. I've noticed the airlines, they're getting away from peanuts. Don't know why they didn't do it sooner. People have severe peanut allergies. But I guess they're passing out popcorn. And this pregnant mom is on the flight with her two little kids. And her baby threw the popcorn everywhere, spilled it, whatever. And allegedly, according to the pregnant woman's family, the flight attendant said to her, the captain says you need to pick up every single piece of this popcorn like made her get down and pick it up. And the woman's pregnant and she's embarrassed and she's like crying on her hands and knees picking up this popcorn. Now it becomes a very serious uh, incident because her husband is a pro baseball player. His sister is Jesse James Decker, country singer. So it's now it's got celebrity spotlight on it, this story. And the husband went on Twitter, like slams United, says, how could you do this? But then he got... A lot of backlash because people are saying, dude, do you hear yourself? You sound so privileged right now. Like these are your kids. You should, you should clean up after them. Right. So the question becomes.
0: These are, these are not like housekeepers.
1: Well, I'm. a flight at, attendants. But it's interesting because some people seem to think that it is the flight attendant or the airline crew's job to clean up. Like I'm paying to be here and you should clean up. And a lot of people are pointing out the detail of United provided the popcorn. We didn't bring these messy snacks on the plane. <laughs> well, but where do you fall on this as a seasoned, long time traveler? Well, I, and as a dad who's uh, traveling I was going to say,
0: let me just back this into being a dad. And I see sometimes people will leave restaurants, airplanes, what have you, and it looks like World War Three took place.
1: I yeah. thought of restaurants too, like when they leave and the high chair, you, you walk in and you almost see the carnage. A high chair is still sitting there and you see all the food around it on the floor and you're like, oh, something bad happened My here. <laughs> theory
0: is I'm, not, I'm probably not gonna leave it cleaner than I found it or even as clean, but I'm gonna do a really good job. If my kids destroyed popcorn and threw it everywhere, first of all, I stopped the, the act in progress. And second of all, I, I would clean up. If I if I knew my kids dumped a bunch of anything on the floor I'm going to clean that up. I'm also self-conscious like that. But I I would have done that at a restaurant as well if my kids tore apart a pancake and threw it all over the place. No, I'm not just going to leave that.
1: I feel the same. I like I've I've opened snacks on and spilled on airplanes before. I always try to pick up everything I can see. It's not easy. They're not giving us a lot of leg room on the planes these days, but I'm reaching down under the seat and by the way, they're not cleaning that great down there. Anyway. But if kids leave a little crumbs but, or whatever, that's not that's not crazy. No, it's not crazy. And look, we all know supposedly a crew's gonna come in and clean up. I think, you know, I I definitely would have made the effort to clean up, but I also think I think both sides are a little off here in that if the flight attendant was wording things like that to her. Well, then you're just like, you're being kind of harsh to a pregnant woman who's alone right. with her two kids. Like, read the room a little bit. And I sort of, I don't know, it's just, I think there was a missed opportunity for a human moments across all sides here. One, one, Everybody should try to clean up after themselves and their family. But two, when a woman's pregnant and traveling alone with two kids, can everybody pitch in and help out a little bit? Like if I was a fellow passenger, I probably would have said, hey, can I help you clean that up a little bit? You don't, are, I'm, I'm wondering what happened. Were people stepping over this crying pregnant woman as they walked off the plane?
0: And I wonder too, if she says no and leaves, what are they going to do? I mean, is a sky marshal going to arrest her for not cleaning up popcorn? I mean, what are they going to do?
1: I also think, to be honest, I don't think this ever needed to go to Twitter. No. Like, come no. on, dude. Her husband, he, we did not need to take it to Twitter. It, then you got backlash for it. Every, it's creating a whole firestorm, unless you're trying to make the headlines. But I don't think you need. I think that was a fiery moment where you should have said, put the phone down. Do not tweet.
0: To put this in his terms, that was a swing and a miss.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Did he actually tweet that? Or are you making a sports joke?
0: That's a sports joke. Okay. He's a baseball guy. That was the dad joke of the day. Oh, gosh. Um,
1: we don't need to start that segment. I love you so much. Okay. <laughs> uh, gonna gonna button this up with, there is one more little airplane drama incident actually this week, because I wanted that? to get your take on something uh, else. You know, we all, we tend to, there's like a viral video of somebody freaking out yeah. on a plane every other, but I think it's slowed down since the pandemic. Luckily, people were really on edge there. But this man is on a flight might've been Southwest. The seats did look blue. I'm not for sure though. And he gets recorded by another passenger. He is screaming about a baby screaming. Apparently a baby's been crying for 40 minutes, he says. And this guy is like you, telling the flight attendants, "You need to tell those parents to get that baby to be quiet. We are in a tin can. It is an echo chamber. You know that baby needs to be quiet. I can't stand this. I hear it through my headphones." And he's yelling. And then he did the thing, which is like, "Why do people ever do this?" I guess it got to the point they asked him to get off the plane. He wouldn't get off the plane. The whole plane has to deplane. Oh my it god, that breaks my soul when people do that.
0: Special place in jail for people like that. Just take them straight to jail. I mean- it, to, to ruin everybody else's day uh, that how, way. how
1: do you not see that everyone is looking at you like, dude, seriously, you're the problem and just get off the plane? What a how, dick. How can you feel <laughs> what okay? What an absolute dick. Oh my gosh. Did Chris Harrison just say that?
0: It's wow. just, that's so, I mean, that stuff drives me crazy. The, yeah. self, the selfishness of that. But I'm also, again, I go right to the parent and, and having been in those moments where, especially Joshua, for some reason, my son, he just knew- He knew when they closed the doors and we took off and he would just start screaming and just, he was very difficult on airplanes. And inevitably you have someone going on a date, on a honeymoon, on a trip, whatever, and they look at you or they'll say something like, do you think I want a screaming, psychotic (laughs) baby in my arms right now?
1: As the parent. (laughs) Yeah. Do you
0: think I'm instigating this? Do you (laughs) think I'm enjoying this? I'm not happy either, but I can't fix this. So- I just, I give parents all the grace in the world when they are dealing with kids. You've an- actually
1: made me softer to this. I used to be, I mean, I would never in my life say something to a parent about their kid. Like, And I, 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 of course, would never freak out the way this man was. But I used to kind of be like, oh my gosh, can't they like, like, are they even trying? And I remember you told me, They're trying. Like, I promise you, this parent is trying. I I used to have to take Joshua
0: to the bathroom. Mm. I would lock us in the bathroom.
1: Little airplane bathroom?
0: Yes, for like 15 or 20, he would just screaming. And it wasn't his ears. He would just, he would start throwing these tantrums. Again, he just knew how to push my buttons. And it was just, it tests every ounce of your patience. And so the last thing you need is for some, you know, jackhole behind (laughs) you to tell you, hey, can you quiet your baby down?
1: I look, it's, I mean, that's the answer, right? You can't. I mean, and I think the guy kind of made the comparison of like, if I was screaming, people would tell me, well, of course, like you're an adult and you can be quiet. Like if two people are, (laughs) and by the way, there have been times when I've, again, I haven't said anything, but like if two people, if it's like an early morning flight and two people have decided they're going to chat full volume and like have a conversation because they're awake. Read the room. Everybody else, read the plane. Everyone else is asleep on this plane. Don't you hear you're the only ones talking. (laughs)
0: We had a sweeter moment, a version of all this today. So there was this lovely family in front of me and they had a baby. And to keep the baby happy, they would kind of lift it up. And so the baby could see, obviously, to my row and was facing us. And I was sitting with three guys that the plane was full. And so there was this kind of younger guy sitting next to me and an older gentleman sitting, you know, in the aisle, and I'm on the window. And the baby kind of looks at me. And I, you know, kind of make goo fi- goo face and trying to make the baby smile. And then I noticed the baby kind of looks at the guy next to me. He does the same thing. We we didn't know each other were doing this. I just caught it out of the corner of my eye. And then the old guy on the aisle did the same thing. It was the the three of us were all, all like making three men and a baby. Yeah, we were all like making funny faces at this kid. I was like, man, if I, I would have loved to have caught that on video, because we all just look like a bunch of idiots, like trying to like make this baby laugh. But it was kind of cute.
1: Well, of course it's cute because that's the great thing about babies too. They can, I mean, they can, they can elicit all the instant emotions: instant frustration, yeah. instant joy. But airplanes, I mean, and airlines, airports, it always fascinates me because you can get people at their worst. You can also get people at their best, yeah. and I love a moment like that where the three of you were like all ready and willing to kind of help these parents amuse. This I'm baby. a big
0: believer of we are a unit. If you're on this plane, we are We're a team. We are a team. Let's get through this together. Survival. I will help you. You help me. You need headphones. What You need a wipe, whatever it is. Let's take care of each other. Mm. And I think if we all have that team attitude, help people put their bags up, help people. By the way, if someone's sitting in row five and their bag is in row 10, get them their bag. Pass Don't, it up. Yeah. Pass it up. Pass it forward. That's be a part of a team.
1: You're right, because I always think we're all in the same boat here. Yeah. It's like when somebody starts freaking out because the plane's delayed. I'm like, I, you know, we're we're all here. We're all here together, man. Right. We all got to figure it out.
0: Simplify your life with AT and T in car Wi Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Witness the dawning of a new era in
2: automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-QX80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
3: If you struggle to get in shape and lose weight, I'm about to change your life. I'm Carl, the CEO of Body, and I don't like working out and eating healthy either. So here's how I get myself to do it: I make myself own the morning and by the morning i mean the first hour or so every day it's not family time it's not for scrolling social media it's for my results and my health and man does it work every day i get out of bed drink a health shake i made the night before and then i go crush a workout in the body app and just follow along day by day before most people are even out of bed i'm done for the day so here's my offer to you the next 500 people who go to Body.com will get 65% off a full year of access to over 120 programs. 65%. Because I want you to start now and see how fast the pounds come off and the muscles start popping. And if they don't, hey, you get your money back. Just go to Body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot And let's own the morning together and get healthy and fit.
0: Speaking of all being together, you and I obviously doing this show together. It it, it is sometimes frowned upon. Some people say, don't ever work with your spouse. Don't ever work with your significant other. You're crazy to do so. It's never going to work. Well, two very interesting topics this week that have to do with spouses hosting shows. First of all, Love is Blind, Nick Lachey, Vanessa Lachey, and the now Kelly and Mark show was Kelly and Ryan. Did they change the name? They did. Oh, well, they yeah. They did. Oh, it's Kelly and Mark. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Mark I and I thought Swalos. it was just live
1: with Kelly. All right, Mark getting in there. Oh, Heck it's yeah.
0: live with Kelly and Mark. Okay. They have the coffee mugs to prove it now.
1: Oh, that's why it sounds different to me because he has a one-syllable name. Mark. It's like Kelly and Regis, Kelly and Ryan, Kelly and Michael, Kelly and Mark.
0: And then there's Reg, Regis, who was- Regis, yeah. And he, would, right. and he co-hosted with his wife from time to time. But the reason I bring this up is um, both- shows critically had a bumpy road this week.
1: Mm, I have mixed, I have a lot of mixed thoughts on all of it. Well, you and I were talking about this because we're kind of like, Let's start
0: with Love is Blind. Obviously, much was made of Netflix not being able to go live with the Love is Blind reunion, uh, leaving, you know, Vanessa and Nick kind of having to figure this thing out, and it was probably, not probably, it had to have been a crazy night to be there on set.
1: Yes. I mean, I will admit, I was a little shocked Netflix couldn't do it. I think I, I'm gonna forget. Th- th- there were a lot of funny tweets out there, and it's kind of like, look, we've been doing live TV for how long? Yeah. And how did you not get it live? But um, I also don't think in the end it really mattered for them. I think they, you know they still said they had something. I think they they rarely released the numbers, but I probably in this case they wanted to, and they said like six and a half million people watch.
0: I said the day after, I said it's not. This is not going to hurt Netflix. It's not going to hurt Love Is Blind at all.
1: No, in fact, I mean, I don't know. You could argue no pa- no press is bad press. Right, like exactly. They, it got people talking about the Love is Blind reunion that they were supposed to get it live and they couldn't. I agree. But so it seems like what happened is that they just taped it and didn't edit it anyway. Like almost probably at that point, they're tired. They've been filming all They've been trying to get this tech bug fixed all night and they ended up just filming it and getting it up as quickly as they as possible the next morning. So they al- almost did kind of a live to tape without any editing or... or cutting much out, it seems. I don't know that for sure. But so Vanessa Lachey particularly, but both Nick and Vanessa have been trending on Twitter, the subject of headlines about fans coming for their hosting skills and critiquing their hosting. And I have mixed feelings about this because, look, on the one hand, I can't imagine how tired and frustrated they were at that point when they finally started this thing. And also, I... You know, you and I both know what it's like to have somebody, come, like people coming for you and and how, so I feel bad for them in that because it's not, it's never great when it feels like the whole world is coming for you and critiquing you. Um, But at the same time, I've seen some clips and I do, I, look, I learned in journalism school, you are not the story. You ask other people the questions and you, Are not part of the story. And it seems like an issue people have is they feel like Vanessa was injecting a lot of her own opinion into it. So I don't know. On the one hand, I I see the criticism, but I also feel bad for them because they were like caught in a mess of a situation.
0: I I always, you know, kind of insert myself into the, okay, what would I feel? And there's an interesting dynamic, and this is this is interesting for both Kelly and and Mark Consuelos now, and also for Nick and Vanessa. When you are hosting as a couple, you are—it's not just a co-host. This is your wife. This is your significant other. So you're also judging them. You're judging their body language. You're judging their dynamic. Are they touching each other? Or are they not? Like, what kind of look does? Nick have on his face when Vanessa's talking and vice versa. Oh, you're right. It's, it, I got distracted because I'm thinking, what's his thought bubble right now? What's he, I, I'm thinking about them, less about what's going on in Love is Blind. And this carried over in, in Kelly and Mark as well. And that's something that they're going to have to figure out because mm. while it's kind of fun and cute to have your husband as the co host, and they've, look, they've, they've, co-hosted together before, but this is different. This is a job now that the show is now called Kelly and Mark. So you got to figure out how you're on equal footing because Mm -hmm. before when Mark would fill in as guest host, it was fun. It's like, oh, my husband, Mark is here today, but it's Kelly's show. Kelly was the host. Mark was filling in and I've, I filled in at, uh, Regis and Kelly and Kelly and Ryan. And I've, I've hosted with Kelly several times. And when I went in with her, it was all deference towards her. This is her baby. I did my part as a co-host, but at the end of the day, I realized it was her show and I'm going to do whatever I can to support her in right. that Right, as a
1: guest host, you're not an equal. You're right. there to, you're the guest star, you're there to support the vibe, and but you don't know the vibe intimately. It's not your show.
0: And it's important that eventually they find that footing. And again, I give them a lot of grace day one, week one. They're not going to find that. And even though they've worked together before, it's going to take weeks. It might take months for them to find that equal footing where Mark feels like, This is my show too. It's not just Kelly's show that she brought me into because it it can't be that all the time. They they got to get to that point where they are co-hosts.
1: Well, it's also very different to suddenly be doing something together every day. Like, you know, you might I don't they're gonna have to find that content balance. How much do they talk about their personal life from home versus not? Like will it become too much because now it's both of them and it's relatable. yeah, The
0: world they live in.
1: Well, it used to be Ryan would bring in his life. Kelly right. bring in hers. Now you're just bringing in one life. They're sharing the same life, yeah. you know? So it could bring a cool dynamic of, of their romance and relationship, but they've got to figure it all out. I did not agree. There were like some headlines from the New York Post, like fans rip Kelly and Mark. And then I go read the article and I hate this. It's and just we, clickbait. It's just, We dealt with this. It's clickbait. And it annoys me, not just because you and I dealt with this, but because again, and look, I'm not going to sit here and say I've been perfect in every ethical way as a journalist. It's There's a lot of personal um, experience into journalism. It's, it's a very personal job. So you can't be perfect. But we were, you know, taught to tell both sides of the story. We were taught to bring real evidence and sourcing to reporting. What happens today is two tweets are pulled and it's like Kelly and Ryan, uh, Kelly and Mark get critiqued about the new show. Right? Why are these two tweets from these random people, who for all you know are bots, for all you know are the same two people, and it's, and it's a nobody? Regardless, that to me is not headline deserving. And I thought that was just searching for headlines. You
0: easily could have found five tweets that said the opposite, right? And, and the same thing for Nick and Vanessa. Um, and look, they they have been hosting this for obviously a while now, but you know, Vanessa does more of the heavy lifting than Nick does.
1: That was interesting, too, because you said that. And I will say, we did not watch the entire reunion. Like, I'm way behind on Love is Blind. We just watched some clips. But you did say from the clips that you were kind of feeling like you wanted to hear more from Nick. And that's the thing you have to find, too, is that balance of how much are you both talking, you know? And it's a little harder when you're intimate with someone. Like, how are you and I doing?
0: It is. By the way, it's a hard thing to do anyway. I I thought of my situation and having, if I had a co-host, when I hosted the tell-alls. It's hard enough for me to try and control the room, much less worry about somebody next to me and getting them involved as well. That's that's just another layer to it, and it makes it very difficult. Um, and and I we never went live with our tell all specials. That's the other thing. We would heavily heavily edit those shows. They were long days, as you know. Those were long days of taping. I was there in the press room. I, so, you guys,
1: I would take Advil before the tape started.
0: <laughs> Preventative medicine. It's medicine. that quote
1: from The Office where Angela, if you watch that show, is taking Advil and she goes, I'm just preparing. <laughs> like, that's what I would do.
0: But look, after The Final Rose, those were live, but you're dealing with specific segments, small groups of people, couples, and you're kind of moving through these relationships. Whereas when you have these reunion shows, I think they had, what, 10 people on the set? We Yeah, had, no,
1: that, that was not. That's, that's not easy.
0: It's not easy. And it's not easy to make it zip and make it move. That's why editing in those situations is important because not every interview, not every answer and question is great. And so interesting that I think Netflix at that moment was probably pretty panicked of just get this live to tape, get this out. This has been a nightmare of a night. So I can only imagine how chaotic it was on the set and in that control room that night.
1: Well, I, I have to toot your horn. Every time I see hosting that, I don't know, I just think you're really good at it. So. I appreciate it. <laughs> By the way. And was, I got a lot of messages about how great you are at it and people being like, oh, I missed him and I I, I would have loved to see him do this. And yeah. So anyway.
0: Well, and I think so far our din- our dynamic is okay.
1: I was going to say, let's talk about it. Should we go and look? Maybe we should be statistically looking at what percentage of these episodes we're each talking.
0: I think pretty even. When I listen back, it sounds even. You're listening? I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required.
2: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other
3: Hey, you get your money back. Just go to body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. And let's own the morning together and get healthy and fit.
0: I want to give a shout out and give credit where credit's due. I am a Swifty, first of all. First and foremost.
1: Everyone, this is why we're engaged.
0: <laughs> I am a Swifty. Uh, my daughter's a Swifty. My fiance's a Swifty. We're, we're Taylor Swift yes, fans. Yes, we
1: just actually, we we got your daughter, Taylor, we were able to get you guys I was I was that person. We along with um Taylor's mom, the three of us were on three different laptops for 3 hours trying to get Taylor Swift tickets and we were able to get two tickets and we gave them to her as a surprise birthday gift.
0: Years ago, my daughter Taylor, we were at a, at a concert, at a Taylor Swift concert and so
1: confusing with I tailoring.
0: Know, we had the privilege of of going backstage and Taylor Swift's mom gave us a tour. And one of the things that impressed me the most is that this is a real family-run, Taylor Swift-run business. This woman handles her own business. Nothing is left to chance. She sets up the show, choreographs the show, sets up the design, sets up her wardrobe, I think is Versace, by the way, this this go, and handles everything from top to bottom in her life. And, And to me, so impressive. When Scooter Braun did the deal and bought her catalog, she went and said, No, 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 no. We recorded every song so she could own her own stuff. So not only is she just the queen of music and the queen of pop and all that stuff, she's just a badass businesswoman. And I brilliant. I'm just brilliant. So I want to give a shout-out because this was an amazing story. And I I talked a little bit about this. And I know it's a little, it gets into the business world, but this FTX debacle where this Sam Bakeman freed and this this FTX deal, this crypto exchange that went bankrupt. And it was really corrupt, really a big disaster. And a lot of celebrities like Tom Brady, like Steph Curry, got, I think Shaquille O'Neal was involved in this, got swept up in this. They took millions upon millions of dollars in exchange for promoting and selling FTX in this company. And Formula One, well- There was one celebrity that didn't take the money, and she looked deeper, and that was Taylor Swift. She was offered what is said to be at least $100 million by FTX to do a promotional deal. And there was going to be NFTs where probably they would give away concert tickets. And it was this huge, huge endorsement deal. Again, a $100 million deal. Even for Taylor Swift, that's not something to sneeze at. She turned it down because. She gets a lot of credit for it, but I'm guessing her dad, who used to work for Merrill Lynch and has a smart financial mind, they look deeper into this and they realize that these were unregistered securities.
1: Oh, so this is just coming out now that she, oh, because it's like in court and all that. Because it's in court
0: and all these celebrities are getting swept up in this. And it just came out that she was offered a $100 million sponsorship deal, but she asked them, can you tell me that these are not unregistered securities?
1: Oh, where this, is this an email from Taylor or something? That's this, come is, to this is
0: just a quote where this came wow. from this article that she and her team looked further into this and didn't take the hundred mil. Whereas all of these other celebrities did wow. and have, and these other celebrities, I'm talking Tom Brady. And look, my tinfoil hat on, total conspiracy theory. I still say something about Giselle and Tom had to do with this FTX thing.
1: Oh, interesting. You think- the breakup in some way was about the money separating
0: their money, oh. getting their bank statements apart. I, I still say there's something Your there. Spidey sense is because going about yeah, I just, it was weird that all of that happened. The his retirement, his going back, mm. their divorce was all centered around this FTX. Debacle. Because he's,
1: I mean, I'm sorry, I don't know all about it. Because he's like at risk; he could have to pay money for this. He could have to. There are
0: people going after these celebrities, saying, "Look, <gasps> you endorse this."
1: Uh, just regular, av- everyday people lost a lot of money on this.
0: You don't get to just, you know. Got I know, it. I know. Kim Kardashian had to pay uh, a seven-figure settlement when <gasps> through a crypto deal that went wrong that she had endorsed.
1: Well, let us give Taylor all the credit. She asks the important questions.
0: So, if you ever had any doubt of what a just badass businesswoman Taylor Swift Mm -hmm. is, why she is the queen.
1: No reason to doubt, but now here's even more reason to believe. Yeah,
0: And so I I was a Swifty. I don't know how you move up on that, but now I'm even more- You know what I
1: love? Well, now you're a Swifty even in the business world. You know, you're like, okay, now even in the crypto world specifically. That is interesting about, well, first of all, I love that. I love that Taylor asked those questions. I mean, this is why she is as incredibly successful as she is because not only is she a talented, beyond talented singer-songwriter, but she is someone who cultivates a brand, a business, all these things. But it's it makes me wonder, okay, I would think Tom Brady's got to have some pretty good people, some pretty good financial guys. How did his people or how did... Shaq's people, or how did these other people's people not ask the questions that Taylor Swift and her team are asking? And
0: Shaq's done better in business than any athlete probably in the history of sport. So then why
1: were we not asking these questions?
0: They, they took the money. They took the money. Look,
1: I will, sometimes it's easy to get... I mean, this is how people fall victim to schemes, right? Because you you think you don't suspect this person's lying to me. You don't suspect, oh, this whole company that's incredibly successful well, is incredibly Madoff, corrupt. Look
0: who Look who Bernie Madoff ripped off. Look at the Enron deal. Look at, I mean, Kevin Bacon. I mean, there, and that was just the tip of the iceberg of these uh, celebrities that got taken. But I, you know, I have talked to people in the financial world, and it is scary how easy it is sometimes mm. that these frauds get perpetrated. And uh who is the tech blood droplet lady? Oh, Theranos. Theranos, Theranos. Elizabeth Theranos. Holmes. There you go. I mean
1: A drop of blood can one, change the world. One drop of blood. One drop. <laughs> this is what happens when you change the world.
0: Some of the some of the smartest venture capitalists got taken to the cleaners. Bamboozled. Yeah. So it it can happen. Sometimes things are too good to be true and they are.
1: I love that you just wanted to give it. I didn't know where you're going with that story. You're like, I just want to praise Taylor Swift.
0: Yeah. I just, I saw this article today and I thought, good on you. Good for you and your people. I love it. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Witness the
2: dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other.
1: Speaking of culpability and business, had to bring up this absolutely wild story I saw earlier. This is, I'm going to read the headline because you'll see why this caught my eye. Headline is, entrepreneur spending $2 million to reverse aging left fiance after breast cancer diagnosis, colon, lawsuit. So I can tell that whoever wrote that was like, how the hell? Do I get this in a headline? And I, I all my blessings to the writer here because I've been there trying to fit it all in a headline. But basically this tech entrepreneur who's apparently worth millions because he is allegedly spending millions. He wants to reverse the aging process on his own body. And he's 46, but he wants to have the body of an 18-year-old. And he's spending millions of dollars a year on a team of doctors to do this for him. Is
0: this Tom Sandoval? <laughs> This sounds like Tom Sandoval from Vanderpump Rules. Can I actually
1: tell you what is sad about that? Is I'm looking at a picture of this guy, and he doesn't look any like he looks the same as Tom Sandoval. I kind of want to just be like, dude, just get some Botox, man. I, I could just know.
0: picture this guy. He's gym guy. He's bro guy. He's got all the.
1: Uh, I mean, look, we've yeah. clearly got issues. Yeah. I, I, I don't know the guy, but I have no problem saying you're trying. You're spending millions of dollars to revert. I don't know. Anyway, so he's some. He's a software guy, and he is was apparently in a relationship with Taryn Southern, who is an actress. And she is now suing him because basically what she's claiming in her suit, she's suing for emotional distress and loss of finances and financial loss because she said they're in a relationship. She's living with him. He's calling her Mrs. Southern. He's promising this life with her. He's promising he's gonna take care of her. I mean, they're living together, and he wanted her to be very focused on him, including like help him create content for his brands and, and all that and help him with speeches, things like that. And so she is arguing that she was kind of putting her own career on hold because he's telling her, I want you to be all about what, what I'm doing. And then she gets diagnosed with breast cancer. She's like, you know, needs obviously financial support. And that he basically told her to leave.
0: Kicks her out. Yeah. Changes the locks, kicks her out.
1: I mean, I don't know yeah. if you changed the locks, but that would be the sentiment here. Yes. So, I, I was interested in your take on this because, and I guess I'd be interested in anybody's take. The question here is, you know, they're not married. What is someone owed? And I, I think she is a very legitimate claim here. I support
0: this I woman. I feel like I'm walking into a trap.
1: Am I sitting a trap? <laughs> You are a man, I am a woman.
0: Is this quicksand I'm standing on? <laughs> Remember when we thought quicksand was going to be a thing. Why, Why were we, we so scared of quicksand?
1: That thank you for wow, I feel like nostalgia just rushed My back childhood
0: to me. was all about quicksand.
1: You're right and I've never I've never even seen it in the wild. I've never every seen a cartoon, video of real quicksand. Every
0: show, everybody was worried about quicksand.
1: With all the iPhones, we have now how are we not seeing more footage of quicksand right. on Instagram of pe- of cars disappearing into it? Not
0: once. It you was for
1: frequent peril in cartoons.
0: Yes, all the climate change we're not hearing about quicksand. I don't
1: even know where quicksand is. Okay, know. except it's we right d- here. D- in this we front. digress. Yes, but, uh,
0: I didn't try to change the subject there, but I did a good job of doing so. <laughs> um, this is a slippery slope, and the only honest escape here is it really is a case by case basis. I do know because you and I have a mutual friend where we feel the same way. At some point, even if you're not married. You're responsible to each other, for each other. And I know other successful men that have changed people's lives and then they're just not happy. So it's over. And this person has, they've changed their life financially and many other ways. So I do think there is a responsibility there. I don't know how you put a spectrum or a rule system in place on this. I, that's the hard part.
1: Well, obviously it's easier if you're married.
0: Because you can't just say, oh, well, if you've been dating for so-and-so years, because it's these relationships are different. Mm-hmm. Some can get very intense and you're living together and you have financially vested in the other person's business and, and so forth. And then there's some three-year relationships where it's been casual. Mm-hmm. So not all of these things are created equal. There's apples and oranges here.
1: I definitely think if she has you know, evidence of whether it's text messages or emails or other people witnessing conversations where he's telling her, look, please don't take that job. I'd like you to help me with this. And and that happens in relationships too, right? You do a lot of free work for each other. I mean, you and I do stuff like that all the time. All like, the time. We're, whether it's, hey, um, what do you think of like, can you help me with this? I mean, we film each other at things like for social media content or we'll help each other with we've helped each other probably with speeches we've done before Mm. things like that all the time
0: i run everything by you i really do
1: (laughs) yeah you should i should (laughs) (laughs) no we run we always we run a ton of stuff by each other
0: you're a great sounding board
1: and so if she has evidence of that and then this guy essentially kicks her to the curb I mean, I get it. You know, if you've been putting your career on hold for somebody, I do think that you have a claim of financial loss there.
0: Especially if he's about to hit it big and hit that payday. Whatever, and then cut whatever it loose. is. It's just, that's why I think a case by case basis, this particular case, she has a strong one. I think she does have a case. Here. Okay,
1: well, let me pose another. And look, I'm maybe I'm, okay, I'll just, I'm setting you in for a quick set trap again. Yeah. What if a person didn't necessarily give up a job but what if somebody was like i don't know say you're fresh out of college and maybe you start dating an older guy who's 28 29 and say he has a kid and he's like hey i love you i want to marry you and you don't really go pursue anything career wise but you're helping him take care of his kid right. you're kind of becoming stepmom or something
0: the nanny is <laughs> <It's laughs> probably what he started dating
1: i mean <laughs> i if he's a douchebag um, and say, then he breaks up with you and you're like, oh my God, I just spent five years and I never, my I, I didn't like pursue a career. Th- I don't know. That's a tough situation because you want to tell somebody, gosh, please don't fall into that trap. Like I am such yeah. a big advocate of you have to maintain your own sources then of income.
0: Then it's buyer beware.
1: Yeah. You this have to is protect you. yourself.
0: You got to be a strong, independent man or woman in these and and look, we all get fooled and we all have friends where you're screaming at them, please don't do this. You can't save people from themselves, but you also have to be responsible at some point for your own decisions.
1: Mm. It's, uh, you know what, honestly, the kind of where I first learned that was actually with losing my dad because I watched my mom and my mom is, had been an attorney. She had been. Um, she'd worked for different companies. My mom worked full time and put herself through law school. So she'd been an attorney. She then, and I'm so grateful she did because I she raised us so well, became a stay-at-home mom, slash, she still, like we're saying, free work, very much helped my dad with his law firm. But then when my dad died, my mom had not been in the workforce for a long time. And it was very hard for her to start in that workforce again. And so that I really watched that and I was like, you know, i it's hard. It's hard because especially, I can't imagine how difficult it is when you have kids, but if you can maintain some source of something for yourself, yeah. I think that is a good safety net to have.
0: Speaking of Peter Pans, because <laughs> this guy in this story, clearly the Peter Pan syndrome, Oh I mean, my god, he's a D-bag. I, but speaking of Peter Pans,
1: mm-hmm.
0: our final story is... Tom Sandoval.
1: Oh, if we need, if you need reminding, the Vanderpump King Rules of
0: Peter Pan,
1: the all Vanderpump Rules, the man who cheated on his longtime partner with their friend, her good friend.
0: Now, I don't think anybody's ever accused this guy of being a rocket scientist, but this just further exemplifies this. They had code names in, the, in each other's phones, so. In his phone, it said, "I think Jamie,
1: Tom and Raquel." You
0: Tom mean. and Raquel. Yes, yeah. this has
1: just come out. I think I believe TMZ reported yeah. the news. So,
0: not crazy, by the way. And this isn't the crazy part because a lot of people do that. A lot of people have aliases, and you know, if you're going to have an affair or whatever, you'll put a different name. Well, it just in. seems
1: very obvious, to right?
0: Me. But the the funny thing about this, and this is why it just gives you one more reason to laugh at Tom Sandoval, is everybody in the cast apparently knew because Tom would call her jamie he would use the name out loud in front of other people so when the name jamie came up on the phone it was pretty easy for everybody to put two and two together so tom look i know you're not solving the world's problems i know you're not a mathematician but come on pal you the the whole point of the code name is we don't use the code name in public So he was calling her Jamie.
1: I just saw the headline that they use code names in their phone. I didn't know he was what calling dope.
0: her Jamie. I mean, gosh. Oh my
1: gosh.
0: Bless his heart.
1: No, not bless his heart. But, you mean bless his heart in the Southern way, which really means like yes, F him. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but the reason that we laughed about this is because you and I.
1: Well, we were, you and I were kind of laughing
0: when we started dating.
1: Yes, we were laughing about this earlier because it was in such an, a, for a different reason. I will say, look, I. I don't know. It To me, it seems, I, I, it's got to be a lot tougher to cheat these days because there's so much technology out there. You can get caught in so many ways. <laughs> I mean, it certainly doesn't help that he's calling her Jamie in front of people. Oh my gosh. And I would imagine a lot of people do the code names thing if you're, you are you save somebody else in your phone. But even that's got to be obvious. If I'm someone's And I assume partner, everybody knows
0: what we're talking about. So when someone calls or texts you...
1: You've changed their name in your so phone. So
0: instead of Steve the name Brian comes up or maybe one of your girlfriend's names pops up. So nobody is suspicious of what's in your phone.
1: Okay, see what you just said, that's actually a smarter thing to do. Because I'm like, what I was about to say was, what's stupid is if you put in the name Jamie, Tom, right, it's another isn't girl. everyone around you like, well, who's Jamie?
0: Why is she texting you nonstop? Right. What would have been you?
1: smart if you're really trying to hide this is like you take your best friend, Tom Schwartz's name and say, maybe you put Raquel's name in your phone as like, Tom S or something. Yeah. So it's not so obvious like duh. But anyway, well, I mean, I'm sounding very well-versed, but part of the reason that we were laughing about this is because we, when we first were dating and we weren't telling anybody yet, I was so like, I just didn't, I didn't want anybody to know. We've talked about this before. Right. We, were we were keeping being very it careful. private until we knew it was really serious. And so I had you saved in my phone I think is Katie with a C because I don't really know anybody else named Katie and or with a C name. And I think I knew like if I'd see the letter C, then I would still put two and two together was you, but you were Katie. You were, you were a Katie in my phone. I
0: forget. And I would have been racking my brain. I don't know what I had you in my phone. Cause I was shooting a lot at the time. I was still doing the bachelor bachelorette. And so I would always, as I was about to shoot, I would have my phone. And the last thing I would do is, I would hand my phone to makeup artist, wardrobe, whoever was standing there, uh, part of the team. And I would say, hey, can you take my phone? And so oftentimes, these are people that have been with me for 20 years. They would say, oh, you know, the kids called or so-and-so called while you were shooting. And so I had to give you some sort of alias. I forget what it was, but you had an alias. and
1: Wow. Couldn't have been very good. You don't I, even remember.
0: <laughs> it definitely was an LZ.
1: Or maybe it was so good that you've forgotten it. Like that's how good you are at code names.
0: I, I'm guessing it was one of my friends. I just put you in as like Chip or Rich or something. <laughs> 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 but the, sometimes the code names worked. And we did that for about six months. And then that was part of the unveiling. When we went to the party, I, I got to change your name. I was like, LZ's in the phone.
1: Oh, we, so we had a much more beautiful experience. With exactly.
0: <laughs> Oh my gosh! It was a
1: lot more like we're actually trying to preserve this. This Tom Sandoval,
0: he's just the gift that keeps on giving.
1: I, I, well, and did you? He's he's fell out of the
0: dumb tree and hit every branch on the way down.
1: Oh god, yeah. Did you say fell out of the dumb tree? Dumb, dumb tree. Oh, (laughs) and there's another dad joke. Everybody, I don't know if we can even call that a dad joke, but he fell out of the dumb tree. Fell out of the
0: dumb tree and hit every branch on the way down, and that is a great way to end the show. Did you have a good time?
1: I had a great time. I'm, um, I'm so glad, most importantly, to learn about how deep your sw- swiftiness runs. That is wonderful. And, um, you know, God, we didn't even get to everything. So I guess we're going to have to do another episode pretty soon.
0: That's the beauty of the most dramatic podcast ever. We will do this again. Thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you next time because we have a lot more to talk about. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at the most dramatic pod ever and make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. I'll talk to you next time. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury,
2: the premiere of the all new 2025 infinity QX 80.
0: Hey there. Are you tired of looking and looking for the perfect gift? I am going to make this easy for you. One store, one unforgettable gift she'll cherish always. M. Robinson Fine Jewelers wants to help you celebrate the most important woman of all, Mom. With only the finest diamonds, most exquisite jewelry, and world-class selection of women's watches. You'll have no problem finding something truly special that she'll cherish for years to come. Take care of her in a way deserving of how she takes care of everyone else. View their collection online at mrobinsonjewelers.com.